You're listening to Work in Progress. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Work in Progress explores the rapidly changing workplace through conversations with innovators, educators, and decision makers, people with solutions to today's workforce challenges. You'd be hard-pressed to find any industry that doesn't rely on technology. Just as tech is changing our everyday lives, it's also changing the skills needed to get jobs and build careers in these industries. Earlier this month in Las Vegas, I attended the Consumer Electronics Show, CES. I met with business and workforce development leaders who shared some ideas on how their tech innovations on display on the show floor could change the way people work and how these companies are preparing the workforce to use those evolving technologies. Laura DeMars is a workforce development leader at Ford Motor Company. Her group invests in educational initiatives and communities, so the company can start to build the STEM pipeline. STEM is especially important as Ford and other car makers invest heavily in developing electric vehicles. So we have a number of programs um, with K-12 districts in communities around Detroit, in Dearborn, and in other communities where Ford has a presence. Uh, we work with community colleges, university partners to support engineering, student co-ops, internships. We also support a lot of teacher professional development so that we help students and teachers be uh, prepared for the STEM workforce with attenuated skills and curriculum. Right now, we are really interested in our EV uh, revolution. As we think about all of the skills that accompany those jobs, a lot of them are around engineering, computer science. So we're really interested in working with districts and colleges across the country where we can embed a particular skill set that helps our students develop to become well-rounded, holistic employees that can support that endeavor. And Ford is making sure current employees are not left behind as technology changes. One of the wonderful strengths of Ford Motor Company is the really phenomenal mature workforce and people that have stayed for very long periods of time that have tremendous amount of institutional knowledge and understanding of the company and that's such an important piece of Ford and I think as we think about moving forward in the future how do we help all of these people really think about what the future looks like for them with upskilling and reskilling opportunities we really embrace a growth mindset and people at Ford really see that opportunity and want to continue to grow and develop with the company so it's really a company that values the workforce that is proud of their workforce and wants to help people make the shift and the turn as we move towards EVs. Ford is a manufacturer, of course, but DeMars says the company should be thought of as more of an innovation hub than a factory. One of the things that Ford's really focused on shifting is this perception of manufacturing jobs. Now they're really very modern and innovative and clean, and I say clean because it's a kind of innovation space where there are accompanying jobs that require a you know, very specific skill set. So it's a really exciting and neat place to be. DeMars points out that just like technology is embedded in our daily lives, it's central to the jobs at Ford. So as opposed to thinking of it as this this other thing with this huge barrier and not having the requisite skills and knowledge generationally to interact with it, think about how often you interact with it every day and it's an embedded part of our experience whether we recognize it or not. So it's not that big of a jump or a leap to say I work in technology or I'm interested in technology when it's part of our daily life. So I think really kind of breaking down the barriers and the silos so that people can understand that it's part of their daily existence and a really helpful part of um, life on this planet. DeMars tells me that Ford, like other employers, is seeing a change in higher education and other on-ramps to employment. For one thing, the company has eliminated college degrees for certain jobs. 
as the labor market shifts, it, it has an indelible imprint on how education is produced. And I think the American population at large has become a much more knowledgeable consumer of higher education. And therefore, that's shifting how people interact with it, how much they're willing to pay for it, how much time they're willing to put into it, and really thinking about ROI. So I think what I see are these kind of terminal pathways to careers being very attractive. And you can do that through a stackable credential or certificate. Uh, so you don't have to necessarily get a four-year degree or beyond. I caught up with Barbara Humpton, the CEO of Siemens, at their CES booth. If you're not familiar with it, Siemens is a technology company that, as they put it, brings software to our built environment. One reason Siemens loves to come to the Consumer Electronics Show is we're not a business to consumer, a business ourselves, but all of our customers are here. And what I'm seeing all around us is this new role of technology in the work of the future. Siemens works at the nexus of both the real and the virtual world. And what you're seeing all through this exhibition hall is that marriage. You're seeing real things that are now governed by software. You're seeing new devices that are driven by artificial intelligence. The big buzzword here this time is, is the generative AI, that where we're actually beginning to see software that can create. AI is increasingly in the news, and it has many applications. But Humpton promises that AI is not taking jobs away from professionals, such as reporters and writers, like me. These won't take your job away. The really critical thing is that we need people to steer and guide the work. What you're seeing here is that computers are going to take those repetitive tasks off of our plates and give us the opportunity to really express our own creativity. And of course, again, we'll keep working on automation that will take, I'll say, the drudgery out of work and keep us focused on the things that matter, like caring. And this is in all industries. Humpton says the company's goal is to use technology tools to train the future workforce and make the future more accessible to them. What if learning how to work in a manufacturing environment was more like playing a video game? Right? Those immersive experiences are going to be great training environments for our future workforce. Look right behind me. I'm in the Siemens booth and we're using our technology to help customers in such diverse fields as space travel and vertical farming. Two examples that are, couldn't be more different and yet the underlying technology that's in use here is precisely the same. The underlying technology is the digital twin. We now have the ability to create digital renderings of physical objects. So for instance, Space Perspective right behind me wanted to model out the physics of taking a balloon right to the edge of space. They were able to do all of that virtually. Of course, what would it cost to actually build something and experiment? They've been able to experiment digitally using all kinds of different parameters. And now they have a working approach and strategy, and within two years, you too could be able to have cocktails in space. Beyond having cocktails in space or virtual space, you might use technology to say, automate farming. What better place to be than for John Deere to be here at CES? We are a transformational, evolving company. We have great technology, we have great products, and we have a real purpose. Felicia Pryor is the Chief People Officer at John Deere. She explains how tech drives the process of taking food from the seed to the table. 
we're a 186 year old company, right? Manufacturing was has been our long heritage and it continues to be, but we're evolving and transforming like every other industry, right? And so we're leaning into AI and technology, right? And we do this all in service of agriculture, feeding the world. We do this all in service of construction. Construction helps us to feed the world, right? So when you think about what we do and our whole purpose is we run so that life can leap forward, there's a lot of technology in manufacturing. And so making sure that we capture the hearts and minds of people foundationally grounded in our purpose, but understanding how they can continue to help us shape and change the world through manufacturing as well as AI and the technology. And so there's manufacturing technology, there's all the automation and software technology that we're doing, and there's just a lot to be a part of. And so we're bringing even our existing employees along on the journey because we don't wanna leave them behind, right? We wanna be able to show that you're here and you're still relevant. You're as relevant today as you were yesterday. And so helping them to to upskill and raise their level of capability to be able to engage with a lot of the software and the tech that we have in our manufacturing plants is equally as important as those that we attract from the open marketplace. Pryor emphasizes that technology is about making farmers more productive, not putting them out of business. We want our farmers to be way more productive in their everyday work, right? And so with technology like CN Spray and Exact Emerge and Exact Shot, this helps them, right? With the autonomy that we've put in our, in our machines, that helps them think about it with the autonomy. If you have a, a machine like this that can drive itself, it allows them to go do other things and, and it makes them more productive, right? So it helps them with their workforce. It helps them with their costs. We are so committed to our employees and we don't want them to have fear. For us to really meet our ultimate aspiration, we have to be in it together, right? So we have to do our best to take away any stigma or fear that technology is here to replace them. No, it's a partnership. It's a partnership between the human and it's a partnership between the machines and, and ultimately that partnership is in service of our aspiration right our leap ambitions and all that we're trying to do to make the world a better place so no we we lean into it and i wish you could see firsthand example of our hourly employees talking to me about our software talking to me about how they leverage technology to make their lives better in our factories that's what it's all about laura demars of ford barbara humpton of siemens and felicia Pryor of john deere echo what I heard repeatedly on the CS floor throughout the show. Technology is changing the way we work. Over the next few weeks on the Work in Progress podcast, you'll hear more on how that is taking shape, particularly in healthcare and digital medicine. And we'll also be discussing how tech is being used to expand access to work for people with disabilities and to expand diversity and inclusion in the workplace. I'm Ramona Schindelheim, Editor-in-Chief of Working Nation. Thanks for listening.